Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Smoking. Oh, that's how we're doing the 100th episode. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Oh, you're way into it now. I love it now, yeah. Um, this is a Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Uh, I'm the host, Freddie Rivas. I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. And uh, yeah, this is actually kind of a special episode. We've reached 100. Yeah. Um, so what we've decided to do is do a, a call-in episode uh, with 10 of our favorite guests just giving me their their hot takes. Yeah. And uh, Raptors on the NBA at large. That's right. Um, and yeah, they each get five minutes. And at the end of their five minutes, what happens, Matt? Well, essentially a time bomb goes off and explodes. And uh, that is when they know their time is up. And but it's we- a really good, like, well-constructed sound. Yeah, yeah. it's very well-constructed. <laughs> There's a lot of Matthew Good Band references yeah, throughout. Sure. All the takes. Uh, so special thanks to him and the hit song "Hello Time Bomb," which was my inspiration for the whole timer <laughs> so, itself. So glad after all these years, Matthew Good still inspires <laughs> you. Um, so if someone wanted to listen to this podcast, uh, besides you know tracking me down, strangling me, for instance, until yes. I tell you all my my basketball opinions, yeah, how might you find the uh, pod? Um, well, you can go to dunkspodcast.com and we have all the links for all your podcatchers on the right as okay. long as well as like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're even on YouTube. Holy. I don't know if you're one of them psychos that listens to podcasts <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, you're going after the YouTube people <laughs> yeah, now. Okay, going yeah. after the YouTube people. Uh, but yeah, please, um, you know, it's been a hundred episodes. If you could, those who have rated us on iTunes or Stitcher, or I'm not sure you you're familiar with player FM. Do they have a rating system or is it just a, an image of an old guy giving thumbs up? I'm not sure. Player uh, FM <laughs> is basically yeah, like, is it's like super cool. If you ever been in Yo, the gallery cool. mall in, yeah. in, <laughs> okay. around the Dufferin and DuPont in Toronto, the gallery that's how, mall yeah, that's of cool podcast yeah. pod catchers. Okay. Now um, I get it. But please, you know, rate us, review us. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's all good. It helps our ratings and um, send us, you stuff. know, any any comments or questions to confederacyofdunks at gmail.com. Right. And, uh, and one day we'll have a Patreon. One day we're going to have a Patreon. Oh, it's going to be day, so glorious. One day we're going to have a poster. One day we're going to have some merch that That's we keep right. saying. That. <laughs> We've made some hats. We have, okay? yeah. We just didn't set up the Shopify account yet. <laughs> we have okay? Yeah, we need but to order will, more hats. You know, we're yeah. really trying here. Jeez. Yeah. Um, in. But uh, but yeah yeah please uh, enjoy this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a quick rundown on some of the uh, some of the amazing guests. Yeah, we had uh, OG Kevin Douse. Uh, he talks a little bit about load management. Yeah. Um, we got Catherine Niker who lets you know that a uh, a certain Raptors coach is uh, quite handsome. Um, <laughs> Alan Shane Lewis talking about the Celtics maybe being better without Kyrie. Um, oh, you're really just going through all I'm the going, hot I'm, takes. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> all right, fair uh, enough. Ryan Henry steps up to the plate. He's talking about how LeBron's taking too much of the blame for the Lakers. Um, we got Andre DePape. Uh, he's actually talking about how the Hawks are going to get home court. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Brian Kimmel on. 
Uh, he was talking about how Siakam's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and he also had some unfortunate predictions about New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, maybe losing their franchise if. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, re- just keep explaining it. They don't need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Matt's digging in here, right? Uh, we got Ian Gordon talking about how uh, Golden State Warriors aren't going to make it all the way. Uh Jess Nicolette popped in to say that the Bucks are going to get bounced in the second round. Yeah. And uh, of course, we had I test Elisa, who said that Jeremy Lin is better on D than he is on O. Um, did I forget anyone, Matt? No. Yeah. I feel like uh, my grandpa just uh, explained to me how a TV remote works. Oh, wow. Oh, the tables have turned <laughs> for us. Eh? Wait, I didn't say about Ben Miner. Yeah, Ben Miner. Ben Miner said uh, the Raptors don't need Kawhi. Right. I mean, that's like. Definitely listen to his take because it's yeah. more nuanced than that. Yeah. But um but yeah, Matt, uh that's how a pod works. You okay? know what? I had a hot take. Nobody asked me. Okay, what's your hot take? My hot take is that Masai's gonna leave the Raptors for that league in Africa. Wow. Yeah. Here's my hot take. What is you it? just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, we need a Patreon, you know what I mean? Because like, there's no, there's no money or stakes here. But um, my hot take is that uh, I'm, I'm absolute Raptors nut. So thank you all for listening to this podcast. I really, yeah. really do appreciate it. It is a lot um, of fun. Yeah. Uh, our listenership has been growing, and uh, it feels great. So uh, thank you all so much. Matt, any 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 kind words before we, we get cracking with our first guest here, Kevin Douse? Cheers to the next hundred. Uh, keep your dribbles to a minimum and uh, rock on. Here we go. Okay, wreck it up, Maddie D. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Webster, Webster to, to Sorta of Shwarma, your, your meal, meal is ready. ready. All right, and here we are with our first caller, uh, which makes a ton of sense. This makes a complete bout of sense. That's right. Uh, <laughs> full circle here. Um, episode 100 of Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast started with my man, Matt's man, everyone's man, and human being, Kevin Douse. Married to everybody. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my music to bleed in. I can't yeah, even quite hear it. Um, <laughs> Kevin, uh, this is the episode of uh, Hot Takes. So, um, without further ado, what's your take? Oh my God, okay. My take, Freddie for Prime Minister. Uh, Whoa. No, hey, um, not even hot. <laughs> lukewarm at best. Um, no, my take, guys, uh, and I think we, we saw it start right here in Toronto this season, load management is the future. Wow. For all stars? For, for all stars. I mean, for, I guess for whoever a team wants to do it with, if a team wants to preserve a guy. But, like, you think about, you look at someone like tomorrow in his time here and mm-hmm. how incredibly rare it was that he would play all 82 games in a season. Like that was one of the biggest, strongest features of DeMar is that he was always healthy. Right. And to me, the fact that that's such an outlier suggests there's something wrong with the 82 game season. And until the league changes that, which doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon, I say load management is the smart play. And I think more teams are going to realize that when Kawhi goes supernova in the playoffs this year, yeah, I mean, I love that uh, Kawhi is your example about like how it's really gonna work, uh, yeah, and that's gonna like drive it home. But yeah. um, I mean, you're for sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of science behind this, right? We have um, we have the Spurs doing it forever. Uh, you know, L- Lowry was rested more than ever last year, and he had his best playoff performance. Yeah, yeah, so, pretty unarguable. 
I mean, there's there definitely seems to be a lot backing that. Do you think there's anything in the way? Like, so if load management is the future, how does mm-hmm. it transition from like a player thing saying like, hey, I'm doing this to franchise wide or even league wide? The thing is like, okay, so obviously you're having a problem with the with the ticket sales argument, you know? Um, right. People pay to come see the stars. Um, I got two counters to that though one is that if your stars are getting injured then you're rolling the dice anyway um and it's pretty much like it must be like an 80 to 90 percent rate of of stars missing a bunch of games due to injury i feel like i feel like this is where we are in the league right now um so that's part of it but the other part of it is let's get an understudy culture going in the nba you know what i mean like what if og is Kawhi's understudy what if like um, Lance Stevenson is LeBron's under understudy, but like they run the exact same plays with these new players, and you just like try and see the show like as it as it would normally be, but with someone else in the part. Kevin, this is where mm-hmm. I'm at. This is what I'm talking about. It's, this is, it worked on Broadway. This yeah, is nuts. yeah worked, this is crazy. No, it's not. No, it's come a, on. This is so good. It's barely. It's like a medium hot take to get everyone like <laughs> to wet everybody's it just whistle. Makes too much sense. Right? Rest the stars. So what? They play like sixty games a year. You better believe it, man. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and you'll you, love you go it. Go on understudy night, and you're like, oh my god, I went and saw High School Musical, but Zac Efron yeah. wasn't there. But like his under his understudy was incredible. Who was it? Brian. Cranston, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we, that's we, a serious understudy. We have the G League, right? Yeah. Um, We've got expanded rosters. We have expanded rosters, two-way contracts. Um, but you know what's going to happen? I'm just going to be ever. like, Michael Jordan wasn't on load management. Magic, right. Abdul Jabbar, Kareem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I like how you <laughs> said that. The game wasn't as good then. Well, and I mean, I, I feel other uh, hot take. Like Jabbar is kind of his own thing, but uh, you know, I, f- I feel like a safe counter to that is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, thirteen seasons. Magic Johnson, ten seasons. True, right? Yeah, and, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got and also Kareem yeah. was the only guy doing yoga in the league at the time, so that's like a massive edge. Yeah. Oh yeah, we He's, all want LeBron at like forty-two playing, right? And this is probably how you do it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But start him at start him at twenty on load management. Maybe he plays till he's like seventy-five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, LeBron is not the best example for load management either, though. He started when he was a teen, yeah, and then also, you know, plays a shit ton of basketball. Yeah, yeah. He's also the best ever, though, right? Yes, or, or, or debatably so. It. I think I do you like that Kawhi, Kawhi is patient zero for this load management. It yeah. seems like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems Kawhi like the uh, emerging from a sarcophagus, beard down to his knees, stepping onto the court for the playoffs. <laughs> I, I also like how load management just comes with like players looking more wizardly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for they sure. definitely do for sure. Or <laughs> Apocalypse from X Men, one of the two. <laughs> uh, but wait, so either they're more beardly or they're like more like a robot that's like a giant. <laughs> yeah, a guy who can change size and like make his arms turn into stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh my yeah, God, so, Kev, watch out! Uh-oh. You hear that? What is that? That sounds ominous. Are you all right? 
<laughs> I, I don't even know if he can hear that. <laughs> can he hear I it? I can only just barely hear these sound effects. Yeah, well, it's extremely loud on my turn it up. Yeah, I'll turn it I up. Heard, I heard the ticking, and then I don't know what happened after the ticking, but I assume it was bad for Kev. B- basically a giant explosion only in my ears. Yeah. Right. Um, well, Kev, we, we got a ton of more hot takes to, uh, to get through, so uh, we got to let you go, but thanks, dude. All right. Congratulations on 100. I love you, boys. Congratulations to you, too, buddy. All righty. Okay, here we go. Uh, Guest number two. I'm super excited for her hot take. Uh, She's always one of the funniest guests on the pod. And I'm a big fan. Give it up at home for Catherine Niker. There you are, Catherine and her very <laughs> cool song. Catherine, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I'm I'm starting to think this idea was really bad, but no, no, uh, uh, no. It's it's going to be good because your take's going to be it's going to be hot. What's your hot take? Yeah, a slightly controversial opinion here, I'm ready but for it. my. Uh, my take is that Nick Nurse is very hot. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's that's a pretty hot take because I don't know if, yeah. that's, if that's anyone's go-to hot guy. Um, I guess just, yeah, give, give me a bit of a walkthrough. What's, what's hot about Nick? Okay, well, I mean, first of all, oh, my God, where do I start? Okay, so uh, first of all, he is 51 years old, and frankly, I think he looks good for his age. Going to go out on a limb? Right, so he's I looking he youthful, for his yeah. Age. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was like 45, you know? Yeah. So he's doing well for himself there. Um, let's talk about his jackets. Okay, Ooh, his jackets okay. are sure. always so nice and even when you're kind of looking at him and you're like what is he wearing i'm like no i appreciate that he'll take a risk yeah he's had some pretty bright like like for craig craig sager's uh like the anniversary of his death he wore the 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 ridiculous jacket but he's also just worn some some other silly jackets on like espn days yeah it seems like he doesn't ask for anybody's input which i like like he yes, just <laughs> he usually has some kind of a pinstripe, some sort of a texture. Yeah. Sometimes there's a vest. There's always a pocket square. I appreciate it. He, like he would go through Mr. Dressup's like trunk and just put whatever on, and we have to accept it. <laughs> okay, Catherine. You know, I'm, yes. I'm I'm not trying to grill you on this take, but you you can. <laughs> okay. Well, can we start with his goatee? What's up with yes. his goatee? Okay, so I've stared at his face for, like, a while. Yeah. And I feel like he's just the type of guy that just doesn't grow, like, a beard very well, but just hmm. has, like, like when his goatee is, like, <laughs> freshly shaven, yeah. it's nice. Like, honestly, my obsession has gotten to the point where, like, friends will message me and be like, did you notice Nick Nurse shaved today? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I noticed, and thank you for noticing. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I haven't gotten there like, yet, but... What it, when it's like when it's fresh, it's nice. But sometimes he'll kind of let it go for a bit, and like, oh my god! Like leading up to the All Star break, his facial hair was looking a bit rough, and I was like concerned for him. Okay, but since it's like, I think it's gotten better. <laughs> All right, 
you're really, you know, doing a good job of <laughs> describing like a respectable man. But like what takes nurse, <laughs> you know what I mean? What takes nurse from being like a dignified man to being like straight up hot? Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, is, is it, yeah, like, is it the like, way he wears the jacket? Is it like, do you think maybe he can dance or something and nobody knows? I have a feeling Nick Nurse can't dance, okay, which yeah. is a knock on him, and I'll, and that's fair. But one thing he does I really like, like, if you ever watch, like, his post-game pressers, and, and, like, they'll ask him questions, he's just like, like, if he's talking to Paul Jones, you'll be like, well, Jonesy, and, or, he, like, when he's talking to Doug Smith, he's like, right, Doug, and, like, he always addresses them by their name and gives them, like, this deep eye contact, mm -hmm. which I really like. And, and, he and learned that from Casey. Oh, did he? Casey well, was big on the like, oh, yeah, of course, Doug. James, <laughs> oh, you go ahead. He did get that from Casey. That's fair. Well, maybe <laughs> Casey has swagger I haven't noticed because he's always wearing an oversized suit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not here to defend Casey's suits. <laughs> I so, think that he needs uh, to he needs to be I, a little bit more Eric Belfour with his with his goatee. I want a little more penciled on. Listen, nobody knows who Eric <laughs> Belfort is. I think some of our listeners know who Eric Belfort is. So. Um, <laughs> so wait, let's go back to Nick Nurse. Uh, are, are you digging what? like his coach, like I'm the coach kind of baseball cap look? Or do you like when, when you know, he's showing everyone his hair for the, uh, for the bright lights? So uh, the baseball cap look, it's like sometimes like his hair will stick out of it and then that's a really bad look. Right. But when his hair's tucked into the cap, I don't mind it. I do think he looks better with his glasses, though, than without. I think the glasses really suit him. I think so, too. He looks smart as hell in those. I mean, let's yeah. let's fast and forward. Beautiful blue eyes. Beautiful blue eyes, I must say. I agree. If we uh, if we end up having yeah. the parade uh, after we win the finals, what is Nick wearing to the parade when he's sitting in the back of that convertible? He's got to be firing water, right? He's got a water <laughs> cannon of some kind. <laughs> okay, I don't have high hopes for what he would wear. I think he would wear like a like a polo shirt. <laughs> I think he's like a tap. He'd be like he tap just out wakes gear. up and puts a polo shirt on. No, it'd be all Come on. all all tap out gear. <laughs> I think it'll be like he he he's you know he's a dad. Like I think he's just gonna have like a very dad kind of shirt on, or it might just be Raptors warm up gear. Fair enough. It would be Raptors like warm up gear. Summertime. Okay, Catherine. Yeah, I don't know if I you can hear that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna disappoint oh, everyone, Matt. <laughs> Everybody's phone um, explodes. So much I could have said. I'm sorry. You guys. know what? We like we'll, we'll have you back on, and we'll it, really to be honest. Well, we'll have you back on, and we'll sexual to be. What's that, sir? I said I didn't know how sexual to be about Nick. Nurse. Listen, okay. <laughs> next time we have you on, it's going to be a lot more sexual about Nick Nurse. Nick needs to know. Okay. Um, Nick needs to know. Okay, Catherine, thanks for fun. yeah, thanks for being a guest and thanks for doing this one hundredth hundredth episode. My pleasure. Could I get, I get the, the Raptor, Raptor to the, the OVO, OVO Athletic, Athletic Center? Center? You forgot, forgot your, your Presto, Presto card. card. Okay. Uh, all right. Guest number three. Uh, I'm a big fan of having him on the uh, podcast. He knows a lot about basketball. We agree on a lot, but what we don't agree on is, uh, is always good conversation. Uh, give it up at home for Brian Kimmel. Brian. Brian. Hi. <laughs> How you doing, man? Thanks for doing the 
100th episode of this podcast. That's wrong. Thanks for having me. Um, it's, it's our honor. Uh, but yeah, I guess without further ado, I don't know what your take is yet. And, uh, I've gotten, a, I've got a little bit from, from most people, but there's a couple mystery takes. So yeah, without further ado, what's, yeah. what's your hot take? Okay. So I actually have two takes. Ooh. That's cool. Um, one that's pessimistic and one that's optimistic. So, uh, you want them both or? I want them both. Okay. So what do you want first? The pessimism or the optimism? Um, let's do pessimism. Okay, so the pessimism is that if the New Orleans Pelicans uh, don't hit a home run in the upcoming draft, they're going to relocate within two years. Whoa. Uh, I was, uh, so I was just in uh, New Orleans for Mardi Gras and uh, my friend's uh, birthday and uh, got to go to the Raptors Pals game there. Uh, great game, it's a cool building, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they're just really not selling tickets. They got to compete with the Saints and LSU. Not sure if Gail Benson cares about basketball. Yeah, like, I didn't even realize she was the owner of the Pels. Um, obviously, there's a whole situation with AD, which sucks. Uh, it just you know happened in the worst way possible. And uh, they need a transcendent sort of player. They need like some kind of superstar to drum up the interest in that uh, in that market to get people coming to these games. Do you um, think that Zion, the NBA gives them Zion? I would love for that to happen. Um, I, it's, I feel like that city deserves Zion. So it's a fucking awesome city and I would pay for them to lose that franchise. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, someone like an RJ Barrett maybe, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Zion is is going to have the best career out of anyone in the draft. Um, you know, they just need someone that, uh, you know, that has that star power that can, uh, that can help them sell some tickets and, and obviously winning games helps as well. Yeah, I, th- um, I think you're right, though. New Orleans is in a tough spot. I, from Chris Paul to AD, you know, they, like the NBA yeah. blocked their trade. So the, you know, I don't think they can save them again if, if they're headed that way, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. It's just a it's just a really unfortunate sort of situation for them to be in. And I don't get. I mean, I guess it just boils down to winning, really, for the for the players wanting to stay there and whatnot. Because it's a it's an awesome city. Like everyone I talk to that's been there, like pretty much says it's their favorite city to visit. And like I agree, I, I love that town so much. Um, but uh, yeah, some people are not looking too great for them right now. Yeah. At least, at least you got to see the Boucher block in person, though. I did get to see that in person, and the, and the place. I mean, the the arena went crazy when that block happened. It was, I mean, it was it was like watching a Raptors home game. You know, I would say the Raptors fans definitely were outnumbering the Pels fans, uh, or if not outnumbering them, it was it was almost an even split, I think. And uh, yeah, there was definitely a lot more noise being made for the Raptors that night. Fair. Oh. Well, bye, 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 New Orleans. You know. Yeah, that's what's that. I said bye, bye, New Orleans. I guess. Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. Hopefully not. You know, maybe AD has a change of heart and says, you know what, let's try to work this out, and things start. Uh, you know, crazy starts coming the right way for them, and things work out. So I don't know. Maybe you could be optimistic about it as well. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, yeah. What's your optimistic take? take? The optimistic take is that Pascal Siakam is a future Hall of Famer. Um, 
I think we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. and I'm all about this. No surprise. Yeah, but um, to me, like, I feel pretty confident in saying that, uh, which means I probably just jinxed the guy, which is sucks. But, uh, no, I mean, the guy has no, he has no holes in his game. And he just keeps getting better and better. He's an incredible athlete. Um, he defends. He's, he shoots well, and he's only getting better. He's not a liability at the free throw line. Um, he can handle the rock. He can pass. Uh, you can finish in traffic. Yeah, and he's know, he, he's what, a remarkable what, guy. Like what what else is there to say? The only thing is that he's not really that you know that featured guy, that number one guy on on the team, at least not yet. And we don't know if he has that in him. But uh, right, like like yeah, so does, far, does he have the pull up three or the spot up? You know, yeah. I mean, when you look at the improvement of his game, like it's just absolutely staggering. And then you you know you take into consideration a relatively uh, little time he's been actually playing. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, frankly, I think he's a lot more talented than a lot of guys that are in the Hall of Fame. So, it, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's that's my take. But no, that's a good take, man. Anything that's pro. Uh, oh. Wait. <laughs> I was going to respond, but you know what? You summed it up well enough. Like the only thing I was going to add is that he's the fastest guy in the league. Like on, yeah, to- yeah. on top of all that good stuff you said, he's that's, that's fast as hell. Yeah. And, and he got handled by Blake the other day, obviously like no one's perfect, right? You know, he's maybe going to have problems going against more physical big guys, but you know, the, the league's trending away from that obviously. And, you know, we're going to see, Fewer and fewer of those types of players. And, uh, you know, Pascal kind of represents the future of the league, I think. I, I think you're right, man. And uh, sky's the limit for Pascal. But um, 100%. We, I got to keep moving on and get more hot takes, but uh, I'm sure I'll have you back on the podcast soon. Yeah, man. Uh, Cheers. Brian, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Attention, Attention fans, fans at, at the, the Scotiabank, Scotiabank Arena. Arena. Stop, Stop what, what you're, you're doing, doing and, and give Bobby Webster some, some respect. respect. Okay, I'm here with my buddy, notorious, famous uh, cheater at bump, bump in basketball. <laughs> the bump champ. Uh, fave of the podcast. Give it up at home for Alan Shane Lewis. No asterisk on that bump champion. I'm still bump champion, baby. Yeah, uh, so fair enough. My, <laughs> uh, my, my, my hot take, my hot take is uh, the Boston Celtics are better without Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving is an impotence to their growth. I think they took a, a large step backwards in their, in their season. I know people can also point to Gordon Hayward, but Gordon Hayward has started to believe or understand that he is a role player and his position is on the bench. When you take away as many shots away as Kyrie did, you, have, you lost the growth of uh, Terry Rozier, also uh, Jason Tatum, which everyone thought was going to take a giant leap forward. He's mm-hmm. taken a, a minuscule one. So I think the, the, the gravity and also the, the, the locker room uh, poison that is Kyrie Irving, I think uh, if, the, if, the, if the Celtics wanted to, to go better or, or go bigger in the future, I think they, maybe they should just let him go. And let the young rooks and or, or you know sophomore players or, or you know juniors uh, get their get the, get their runs and get their shots in because I think when the ball didn't have a uh, 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 like it didn't have to go through Kyrie and when it was just like it just had, you know it didn't have uh, a plan of action it just it, it, it right. whizzed around and everyone got their shot off uh, I think they were a better team they're a more effective team and they took off you know to, uh, Giants they took the Cleveland Cavaliers to seven games and this year they're barely making playoffs in the top four so yeah I think Kyrie Irving is definitely uh, a hindrance on that team okay I agree with you that is a real that's a scorching hot take yeah uh, and I agree with you so hard 
um, that I'm just gonna like make a devil's advocate case. Uh, so so you can just double down on this hot take. So what if they're not better without Kyrie? They just need a coach who can actually coach a superstar. Oh wow! Oh, so wow. so that's I'm reversing the take. Brad Stevens. Yeah, I'm saying what if they're better without Brad Stevens? What if they need a guy who knows how to handle a superstar? Like you got D'Antoni and Harden, you got Kerr and Curry, right? Even maybe Malone and Jokic. Like yeah, yeah. there's something to be said about it's a player's league. It's not about oh you ran this complicated system in Butler or you know you ran this crazy Princeton offense. It's like, well, guess what? When you get to the NBA, these guys are powerful. Um, yeah. I no, still agree with you, but I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to push you to further slam Kyrie, I guess. Yeah, I, I can also slam Brad Stevens too. He can get it. Um, but <laughs> it, only way that I see Brad Stevens getting fired or getting blamed for this season if, if they go on four in the playoffs. Right. I think they, I, I could see them totally restructuring because, yeah, 100%. Brad Stevens is a, is a college coach, and college coaches, uh, they coach players that have the longest of four year cycles. So they're not really playing or creating systems that are based around one player. And the NBA, it's different. You have a player, right. and you usually play around that player's strengths, and you make a team around it. Uh, but I, I beg to differ that Kyrie is not a player that you can build a team after. I don't think Kyrie is the number one option. He's just Ooh. not that type of uh, leader. That when it comes down to it, like yes, he has the heart, the the, the gold behind him, and all that different mm-hmm. stuff. But you can see he doesn't big up his players. He looks for the he doesn't see him the team as the team. You know, he said he wanted the the reins and he took over the reins and he made a mistake. He realized that you know being uh, outside of LeBron's you know coverage, a lot of heat comes on him. You know, like praise goes up, but you know to trickle hate you know starts from the top too as well. So I don't think Kyrie Irving is that player that you could you could really rest the team around to be honest. Right. Like he's number so, two. He's the number d- two. Do you think it, like it starts and ends with playmaking and, and this, his style of play? Because if you look yeah, at a guy like Curry, he can score and seemingly get others involved. Like, is this, yeah, he can. He yeah, because yeah, Curry can go off the ball. You have to because there's there's so many different three point shooters out there that the gravity on that court is just like you, you can't stick on a man. There's so much space. Right. You know, there's so many different things you pick your poison. But Kyrie, Kyrie needs to dribble the ball. He likes to initiate offenses. He likes to have a shank on the last five minutes of every game. And you know what? Yeah. His shank is on a whole bunch of these games that they've lost by under 10 points. His shank is like literally going to be in my, like that phrase is going to be in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> just because it, it was rolling so naturally. Um, yeah. I think he's a poison in the dressing room. I think that... Wow, Matt's yeah. with you. Yeah. Matt. I definitely think Kyrie Irving is... He's, he's going to the Knicks. Oh, wow, Matt. There it is. There it is. Um, so, so with Kyrie, do you think... Is, is there a world, maybe, Alan, where you know he could kind of work with Smart and Rozier and share the floor more? Or is it kind of like... You need, he needs to be removed for them to hit their like oh, defensive think, peak. I think to make up for what you've lost this year, you got to lose them in the summer and maybe try to attract a more te- a team oriented uh, star because this is a star league and you can't win a championship without stars. And as ma- as many wins as those young young crew might get next season, if they you know if they had this extra year to work together, uh, at the end of the day, if you want to take it all the way home, you're still gonna need a star. You know, you're gonna do that anchor. So if they if they can get somebody like a uh, Demarcus Cousins or Clay Thompson, you know, Clay Thompson would probably do excellent. Right. In that, in that. a bunch of you know a bunch of running guys shooting three pointers. Guy who doesn't want to dribble the ball that much, like that would probably work perfectly for them. Should the Celtics 
admit they made a mistake, oh, and go after Markel Fultz. <laughs> that that was the joke. Um, Alan, that's uh, that's all the time we got. Uh, thanks for the hot oh, take, buddy. You. I'm anytime you want them scorching hot takes, I'm here for. It. Woo! Um, all right, talk soon, pal. All right, man. Have yourself a good night. All right, Take see care. you, man. I just bombed the Olive Garden that he was recording from. <laughs> no. no, he's for sure. I, I was actually in Second City. I mean, they're not an up and coming team. They're here. They're here. They're here. They're here. They're here. They're here. We the North. Okay, let's keep this train rolling. Episode uh, one hundred. Episode one hundred. Um, one hundred. His first ever time on the podcast was a uh, was the last, last podcast. Yeah, pod we did. That's right. It was number ninety nine. Yeah, um, it was such a lovely guest. We decided to have him back right away. Give it up at home for Ryan Henry. Ah, uh, I got the drop again. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm doing well. Uh, uh, again, I'm a big fan of the musical drop, so uh, thank you very much for that. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate oh, it. Oh yeah, well, is is that your hot take one that in, you like? <laughs> you're the only person in the world who likes our musical drops. One in that ten is, guests. Yeah, like <laughs> that is definitely my hot take. But my my actual hot take. Yeah, give is, it to me. I, I am I am sick and tired of, of hearing about LeBron James, but more more. I'm actually defending him right now because oh. I'm I, I just can't stand that the fact that twenty seven point five uh eight rebounds and eight assists is considered is is considered bad and he is no longer the greatest player in the in the NBA anymore. Um I think the Lakers dumpster fire, which I alluded to last time on yeah. the show, is actually due to Magic Johnson. Right. So um, I'm putting full blame on Lakers management. Um, this season's been dreadful because uh, they 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 just sold the entire team. They they took all these young guys, these young talented players, and just morally destroyed them with trade rumors. They let it happen, and and now you know everyone's looking at maybe we should trade LeBron James. That's and I think that's asinine to even think so. Right. So, like, just to, I, I mean, I'm a huge, like, LeBron fan, big witness. So, in general, I've just enjoyed watching every aspect of his career. And I feel like the whole, even from the very beginning, he's been overly criticized. So, when it's actual criticism, I find it kind of tough with LeBron because it has to be, like, rather nuanced. So, for you, just to, like, I'm just going to throw some counters here. Do you think LeBron deserves any blame for any front office movement, or is that all magic for you? You know what? The funny thing is I'm not even a LeBron fan. You can uh, ask around. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm a Dirk fan, and, and clearly they've had their, you know, run-ins. Um, I, I genuinely disagree with every analyst that is coming out saying that, oh, LeBron's to blame, LeBron's to blame. I think this is all from the front end, uh, from the management side, who let these rumors foster, who, who just, you know, kept putting out names and, and not coming in and just saying, no, no, we're not doing this, we're not doing this. Um, and, and in terms of LeBron's play, it's like, come on, like the guy's 34 years old. He's finally for like, like what, how many years in this league is actually like injured for like 
a long period of time. And I think he has the, the sore uh, groin yeah. thing going on right now. And, and he's still putting up numbers. He's still doing 27 and eight. And that's considered for any other player in this league, 27 and eight would be an MVP season. And we'd be talking about them every day. Um, I don't think his play has deteriorated. Yeah. You know what? Is he out of his prime? I'll, I'll say that, but I don't, understand why anyone's saying trade LeBron James. I think all other teams in this league would trade for LeBron James instead of trading. Yeah. I mean, trade LeBron James is like (laughs) downright like, first of all, it'd be a PR. Hey, Wayne Gretzky got traded. Anybody can get traded. I guess so. But that would be a, that would be a PR nightmare. (laughs) That alone would be be a disaster. But I mean, I think there's some stuff to be said there about the, 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 him slowing down on defense. But again, that hasn't really been the like the roster he's the rosters he's been on. You know, mm-hmm. like we get to see Kevin Durant in Golden State aging gracefully because he's playing with such talented players. And I think if you're LeBron and you have to do a lot of stuff, then you kind of have to start to pick and choose. Like, am I gonna get twenty seven, eight and eight? Or am I going to get like 22, 6, and 6 and play better defense? Yeah. And and I don't necessarily think the version where he plays better defense means more winning. Do you think that he's given in to the fact that they're not going to make the playoffs and that he's like, you know what? I I want the playoffs off. I want to watch the playoffs. I'm going to up my Twitter game. He's going to be like commentating on everything. Get ready, everybody. It's I mean, be- <laughs> I haven't thought about LeBron in the playoffs, not in the playoffs. That yeah. is actually probably going to be pretty fun. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting for sure. <laughs> so are you are, are you are you mostly coming from the angle that like he's overly criticized, or or just in terms of like this? What's happened with the Lakers this year? Just yeah, just you know, I think he, he's taking a lot of criticism, um, and and just this year with what's happened, you know. Like the, the stuff, the stu- like the stupid stuff I'm hearing right now is, oh, he sat too far away from the team on the bench. Are we really analyzing how far someone sits away from the bench? Yeah, I don't, insane. I don't, I don't care how far he sits away from the bench. I'm not going to trade him because of that. He just wanted to take a seat. The team was losing. Like whatever, get nope, over it. No, nope. no, like, you got to read into all the little. He signs. might have ate a bad burrito that night. He was being nice to the teammates. Oh, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? Matt goes straight to indigestion. <laughs> There you go. Like I, I just uh, uh, you go online and it's like, oh, they want to trade him. Oh, he's uh, he's sitting too far away from the bench. I think Clyde Drexler, NBA legend, came out and and was like criticizing the the, the seating arrangement and and what he was doing with his teammates. And I'm just like, this like that's not basketball. That's yeah. not basketball. he's definitely the Look goat of being scrutinized. Yeah. Yeah, look like look what he's doing on the court, and like yeah, you know what his numbers are great, and it's not resulting in wins. But are we really gonna like not just ignore the amount of injuries the Lakers have actually suffered with Lonzo and Ingram and and you know a new team like this is the first season. Magic, to his credit, did I I think Magic knew that this was going to be a write off first year, um, and I think he actually came out and said that. You know, um, this is probably going to be a two-season, three-season kind of project. And I think he even mentioned something about quitting if by the second year he didn't have at least two All-Stars. So, you know what? It's next season that I feel we can really criticize LeBron or criticize uh, the Lakers. Uh, This year is a bit of a write-off. Ryan, I don't know if you heard that, but that means we're out of time. Well, we're out of time. Um, LeBron is... uh, 
overly criticized and uh, Magic's not taking enough heat. Yeah. I like it. I like the hot take. Needs more heat. Needs more heat. Needs more heat. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, thanks so much for doing this uh, special 100th version of the podcast and uh, I'll have you back soon. Bobby Webster to the NBA front office. Your GM of the year award is ready. Okay, uh, I'm here with uh, yet another favorite of the podcast. We're, we're celebrating big time here. Um, used to be in L.A., now he's in Toronto. Give it up at home for Andre DePap. Hello. Hello. Your, uh, your funky frog song is back. <laughs> funky it. frog. Andre, how you, uh, how you doing, Congratulations, man? guys. You guys, you made it. Thank uh, you. Centennial. Yeah, okay. you know, you're the first You're the first person to congratulate <laughs> us. So that's yeah. huge. Yeah, um, well, I always believed in you, always. I mean, that's the it's hottest, always. and that's the hottest <laughs> take my heart's ever heard, yeah. you know? Um, okay, dude, do you, uh, what's, yeah, what's your take? Okay, so um, I think uh, I think there's a lot of uh, spicy takes that are that have been floated around in our and yeah. our pre-production to this episode. That's right. I wanted to take a take that was completely built off of um, like pretty much podcast hype of different NBA circles. I'm already and loving therefore, this. Therefore, my take is that the Atlanta Hawks are going to be fighting for not only a playoff spot. But home court heading into the playoffs for next season. Wow. Um, I've been just hearing everybody gush about how amazing Trey Young is. And there's some guy on the team named Herder that people are pretty stoked on. <laughs> uh, John, John Collins is a, is a, is a solid NBA guy. I know that. That's right. And, uh, and then it looks like they're going to, you know, so that, so that's, that's the like premise where everybody right now on, on the uh, podcast NBA podcast circle is kind of going like, Ooh, Trey Young, this guy's good. And Oh, John Collins, he's pretty great. And then heading into the off season, these guys are going to be teed up for a top five, top six pick. Right. Seems like that's the top of the draft is where the good stuff is this year. And then, um, and then they have something like $40 million of cap space. So they could be adding who knows who uh, from from the free agent market. So I think they're going to be um, a lot more competitive next year and, and leapfrog teams like the Wizards and the Magic and uh, the Pistons and a lot of these, uh, I guess, average teams. I think, I think the Hawks are going to make a big jump next year. So that's my hot take. This take is so hot. <laughs> This take is so hot. How hot? It's so hot that when Andre was like was telling me the take before before he actually came on the episode, he said that he, the Hawks were going to finish in fifth. And now oh, that's yeah. changed to, to home court. <laughs> so I know you've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> this is insane. Um, here's the deal, though. Yeah, it it makes mean, a lot of sense. Like, it, like the, I, you know, six, seven, eight uh, in the East is so bad. Yeah. That yeah. really, you know, if, if they're the next team up, that means they're probably going to be in seventh. Mm-hmm. So what you're really just saying is that they're going to, you know, get better faster than like Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Or Detroit, or yeah. 
you know, maybe Indiana takes a step back or maybe, yeah, maybe one of one of the, like the four powerhouse teams, something happens. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the framework for sure. Is like, it's, it's a bit of a long shot, but it's not like the teams that are sitting, you know, eight to four or no, eight to five anyways, are, are, are that, that impressive. I think the way that happens is let's say, you know, they get second or first and they get like, you know, Barrett and, or Zion or something. And yeah, then, yeah. and then they just start, they start out with like, just on such a tear and, and maybe they've signed some guy like Middleton. Uh, they maxed yeah. him, they maxed him out because nobody else would. Um, yeah. And they just have a lot more talent and they're doing some savvy, you know, some savvy drafting, whatever. And, and Trey Young's looking like a good second player. Zion's looking like the franchise, you know, around the trade deadline, they're in seventh or eighth place. And, and maybe their GM is just like, let's not tank for another year. Like we got to go for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Absolutely. that's the path, right? Yeah. And we all know, uh, the Atlanta Hawks GM, Travis Schlenk. We all know he knows what he's doing. And their head coach, Lloyd Pierce. Sorry, I'm just reading these on Google. No, and sorry, I'm glad you're reading that. Because (laughs) these are some some of the best of the best running this franchise. I I have uh, totally unfounded faith that these guys are going to make it work. Now, just just uh, just for whoever's been listening to this whole podcast. And if you have been, thank you so much uh, and for, for putting up with us. But Alan Shane Lewis earlier kept saying, put some schlank on him. Was he talking about Travis schlank? I don't think he was. Hey, Matt? Yeah, he did say that. I think it's some other slang. I don't know yet. You know what I mean? I think he was saying put some stank on him, but I was, oh. I was kind of hearing like schlank, like yeah. Travis schlank. Hey, um, I hope that's what he was saying. Sorry, that's just a bunch of <laughs> confusing be, poo in the middle of your take. I mean, if 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 this general manager has enough gravitas to to build up his own slang term, um, I, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. Oh yeah. Um, so who else? I also, is, I, sorry, I, go ahead. You know what? I totally forgot. They also have the Mavericks pick because of the. Uh, Right. The Donkich thing, right? That's right. So Is that even, next year? So, yeah. So even if they don't get the number one or two pick, they could combine those two picks and maybe trade up. So, um, so yeah, like, why not? Why not the Hawks, you know? Why yeah, not the Hawks? Why not the Hawks? Why not the Hawks? Okay, you know what? We've had a bunch of like ticking time bombs and the bomb exploding at a funny time. Why not the Hawks was a good time for that to explode. Special thanks to the Matthew Good Band and uh, being inspired by Hello Time Bomb. Okay, that's 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 too too many Matthew Good Band references on the pod. Um, Andre, uh, thank you so much. Thanks for doing this pod, and uh, we'll have you back soon. All right. Um, I'm super, super excited to have her back uh, for this special episode. Everyone at home, please give it up for Jess Nicolette. That's right. Hi. 
<laughs> Hello, the denim god is back. Uh, how you doing, Thank Jess? Thank you. I'm doing very good. Super um, happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super happy to have you. Um, super happy to have you, honestly. Uh, I don't speak like, perfectly, but if you listen to the pod and you want me to speak perfectly, you're like, why are <laughs> you doing the wrong place? Yeah, you're at the wrong place. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, Jess, what's your, uh, what's your take? Okay, hot take. The Bucks bounce in the second round. Oh, that's scorching. Wow. We got a hot take, ladies and gentlemen. The Bucks Is get it? bounced in the second round. Uh, I think Isn't it's that pretty a hot. hot. Take? Cause I, I, all right, okay. I feel like it's rational. And I definitely have heard other people like, you know, like also be like, yeah, I think so too. But like, I don't know. Maybe, hey, you know what? I'll have to stir the pot. Let's, let's be controversial. Well, They're I'll, definitely getting bounced. I'll say this there's a lot of Boston fans who would uh-huh. say that's not controversial because if Boston plays them, they're going to beat them. Um, but I think most people think Milwaukee's <sighs> better than Philly. Um, I, I, think, I agree. I yeah. definitely agree. Regular season, totally agree. But I'm, I mean, maybe this is, I don't know. I just like, they've never got past the first round. I just That's really right. just don't, I just do not see them blowing past the first round, going you know, two rounds, get it. Like, I'm just like, no, 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 no. They, no, you don't go from nothing to like everything. So you got to earn it. That's where you're coming from. Not even earn it. It's just like, I know it doesn't seem like it. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? It's like you're playing all the time. You should be playing hard all the time. But, like, that's really not the case. Like, the playoffs are really, like, that is the second gear. And I feel like Milwaukee doesn't have a second gear. They're just, they're amazing. Like, they're fucking amazing. But I feel like they've been playing amazing, and they've been playing to their max capacity, which is really great. But if that's their max capacity... They don't really have – they don't have anywhere else to to get better. There's no better. Do you think that there's that's, any – That's just what I think. No, no. That's, I mean, that's that's why you're here. Do, do you think there's any similarities between, like, the Budenholzer-Hawks team that was a 60-win team and kind of had a very, you know, sharing style of play, lots of threes, and then – you know, once kind of they got a couple injuries and suffered from some adversity, they didn't really have an, enough of a enough kind of like to to overcome that. Or, or do you think? Well, it's I mean, well, it is that, different because of Giannis, right? Giannis is like, yeah, he's an unstoppable freight train. So with him, obviously, he makes the team amazing. But I just, I don't know, man. I mean, Middleton, Bledsoe. They are guys that have underperformed in the playoffs. Um, and Brooke Lopez and has never played this that, style like, in the playoffs, right? You remember when you? Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I I basically just uh, thought I had a nice little jab at Brooke Lopez, and then I leaned over and oh. coughed. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Don't worry about me. I appreciate, <laughs> but you know, when I don't know, I just feel like as shitty as it is to like have really bad games or like, Oh, we really blew that or whatever. At least we can say 
we haven't had a super smooth season. There's been ups and downs and you've had to like work yourself around those. Right. We've, we've had so many injuries that like, I feel like we could really work around anything. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that we haven't tried because we had to. Yeah. This Raptors team they, you know, should be good with adversity. Sorry, go on. Yeah. And Milwaukee hasn't had to deal with any of that. They've had a smooth, which is great. Like nobody wants to have, you know, injured players, but like they've had such a smooth ride, not having to really change anything about how they play. And I'm just like, Oh, that could be a problem. Do you think this, uh, this uh, injury to Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon is going to be like a blessing in disguise for them? Or do you think it's actually just kind of hurt them? I definitely don't. I mean, I feel like it's kind of cutting it close. If you're going to have to like deal with an injury and have to figure out how you're going to work around that, it's like maybe you don't want that like a month before the playoffs. Yeah, six to eight weeks but, too, so a pretty significant injury. Yeah, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's really now is not the time to have to be figuring out how to work around something, and it's unfortunate for them, but. I don't know. But I, I mean, just like, I don't know. I'm not buying them. I'm sorry. If they're, they're like, actually, they're, yeah. If they're really going to lose in the second round, don't you think Pau Gasol steps in and just wins the game? <laughs> I mean, he can sure as hell try, but <laughs> he, that old timer is not going to have that much steam in him. <laughs> yeah, no, Pau, Pau Gasol would stand up and people would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Sit back down. It looks like your knees are swelling up. Yeah, like I don't think he's gonna be like, "Don't worry, guys, get in there." Jess, I don't know if you heard that. It's was a, that a bomb? <laughs> it was a bomb. Uh, it's so clear on my end, but I think all the guests are like, "What was that?" It was a hello time yeah. bomb. Um, was well, that like a, the time the bomb went off? Yeah, the bomb went off. It, uh, your, your, oh, your time's damn. up. Um, <laughs> you, you've given us your hot take, which is that the Bucks are going to get bounced in the second round. Oh, man. Um, it's happening. I love I it. I hope so. And, and yeah, you got to pay your dues. Well, we've seen Houston Rockets. We've seen a bunch of other teams that have yeah. that are really powerhouse teams. I, I think, you and know. Including us. It's in, like, including hey, us. our time, okay? We have That's right. it for the past. Like year after year, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck everyone else. This is our time. We earned it the most. You're damn right, Jess. Yeah. Um, period. Period. Uh, and that's from the denim god, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Jess, uh, we got to keep rolling here, but um, we'll have you back on the podcast uh, as soon as we can. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling. No problem. Thanks for uh, joining us. Attention, Attention all, all fans, fans at the, the Scotiabank, Scotiabank Arena. Arena. Repeat, Repeat after, after me. Kawhi, please stay. Bobby Webster, I love you. Uh, I'm here with my with my super bud. Uh, love having him on the goddamn podcast. And uh, it only makes sense that he's here for 100. Yeah. If you're at home, you slap something together as loud as you can for Ian Gordon. Woo! 
<laughs> that song legit just got me amped. I started rocking back and forth like I was like sick or something, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. man. It's a little bit. It's also a little bit threatening somehow. Like if you heard that, you'd be like, "Somebody gonna hit me with a pipe?" Yeah, you'd be like, "Is that it or the clown or what?" Like, um, dude, thanks for doing this special episode. Uh, our one hundredth. Oh yeah. It's less special for a pod, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just just give it to me. What's your hot take? Well, my hot take is that this year, the Golden State Warriors will not win the cha- NBA championship. Get the heck out of town. That is my hot take. Um, How I dare just you? Feel... Now, listen, we know that they've got, on paper, they're stacked and they got cousins and everything, but I just... There's something telling me that it's not going to be their year. There's a there's a few reasons that I will I will dig into, um, but three peats aren't as easy as people think they are. You know what I mean? Right. And it will also be four and five years for them, right? And it would yeah, be their exactly. their five, fifth time in a row going to the finals. Like I don't know who else has done no, that it's, historically. It's probably like the Celtics, Lakers. That's it. I, w- I would assume. Yeah, because the Bulls had the break there before they did. Mm-hmm. They did their three, and then they did their three. Um, it, again, this is winning three in a row is always a challenge. Um, the teams know you better. Right. Uh, I, that's, that's one thing. Another thing is, I think if you're looking at where they stand now, um, if they're going to, if they have to play LA or Utah, those, those teams aren't pushovers necessarily. I don't think, yeah, you, you they could easily sweep them. Yes. But I don't think they will, you know, I think that those teams will actually give them a go. Um, the other thing is that if you look at how things line up, there's a chance that they could meet OKC in the second round, which they would not want to do, you know? I mean, we all deserve just seeing Westbrook go at Durant, right? Exactly. Like, don't we all deserve that? Mm -hmm. Like, even if he, you know, I could see them getting swept and, and then all of a sudden, like... He just like basically like Stone Cold Steve Austin like spears Durant like he does the thing where he's like waiting you know and Stone Cold would do that <laughs> he's like he's like he's like scraping the ground with his foot or whatever and I mm-hmm. could just see him yeah. taking out Durant and mm-hmm. then it being like a weird thing like I mean Zidane headbutted a guy in soccer <laughs> so weird stuff yeah, does they happen obviously they don't like each other and well they. And again, that we do deserve that. We deserve those two games at Chesapeake. We really do as NBA fans. Yeah. Um, I would think that they could get one of those two. They might even be able to get both the three and four at Chesapeake. Who knows? It would be very like, dramatic. You know, I mean, the team, the Golden State Warriors are insane. They've got three of the, the most lights-out shooters on the same team at the same time. All two of three can create their own shot, and Clay is the best spot-up shooter of all time. Um, but they also have Debo, who I don't know. I'm not as impressed with him. And uh, the other thing is, is one key cog goes down if they have Igudala down with with a bad ankle for two right. games. That sort of thing. Like you know, there's a lot of variables that need to come up correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also had pretty. They haven't had easy paths to the finals before, but they certainly haven't been really hard paths to finals in the past. I agree. And, like, imagine Rockets and Rockets and Thunder. That's pretty yeah, serious. Man. Yeah, like if they have to play, imagine they have to play Utah, the Rockets, or, or Utah Thunder Rockets. You know what I mean? That, and then my prediction is they win, they get, and Houston almost beat them last year. If it wasn't for CP3's hamstring, who knows? 
right? They were yeah, the, the Warriors potentially losing. The Warriors winning as a foregone conclusion has always been a bit revisionist to me when you consider how close it was with Houston. Absolutely. Um, it was. Well, it, it wasn't like a. It was. A, it was a legit seven game series. Like it was. It, it, you know. And again, you if you look at what they added, yeah, they they added Debo, but they did lose a few pieces. Like one of a really key player for them was McCaw. And as much as he didn't play a lot when he played, he was a huge motor. They still they've got Jarebko, they've got Looney, they've got um, Bogut. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean they're not. They're outside of their starting five. They're not as threatening, I think, as in past years. They, remember, they could they fielded a crazy lineup previous years with like David West and like you'd get right. guys in there and their second lineup would come in and you'd be intimidated. But now it's not as intimidating. My other prediction uh, towards this is if they they make it to the final and they lose to the Raptors. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is a That's Raptors I podcast. I was waiting for some Raptors love. I know. Jeez. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not crazy either. I would love it to happen. And, you know, a drunken Toronto fan, sure. But we, <laughs> also, we have a team that matches up well with them. We have, a, we have a deep bench that has purpose, that has a role, that knows who they are. If we're fully healthy, we've got uh, Gasol who can deal with we're the with, 04 uh, pace we're the 04 Pistons they're the 04 Lakers who says no well the other thing too is that if you look at their finals run they've never not had home court in the final and there's a there's a very good chance that if the records play out as they play out that if they met the Raptors the Raptors would have home court it'd be the first two games at the Scotiabank Arena, which they haven't had to deal with before. I said Scotiabank Arena as well. This is the official podcast. Yeah, it is. And Ian, I don't know if you heard that, um, but a bomb just went off in my ear. So that that means Scotiabank uh, Arena. Okay, Matt's playing and Matt's playing all of the weirdest sound bites for you. I don't know what you can hear and what you can't hear. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, listen, if that's my time, all I'll say is they. They were the greatest team in NBA history, and they lost to the Cavs, seventy-three and nine. They can. My point is, they can lose again. Draymond and and Debo go at each other's throats. KD gets in there. They all you need to do is put them. I don't think they face enough adversity. If you put them down 2-0, you could beat them. Hey man, I'm 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 with you. I I said that they're only going to win two titles with Durant. I had nothing to back mm-hmm. that up when I said that, but I'm sticking to Looking it. Looking like it. Uh, I Ian, love it. Ian, we'll we'll have you back as soon as we can. Absolutely, guys. Love the pod. I'll see you guys soon. Awesome. Right. See you, buddy. And how many balls could a ball chucker chuck if a ball chucker could chuck balls? This is Adam Silver. Okay, I'm here with. Uh, my buddy, just a, just a magical comedy legend. Um, give it up at home. You know him. You love him. Ben Miner. Yeah, buddy. Um, thanks for doing this, uh, yeah, I, this special podcast, Ben. I feel like that beat needs a Freddie Rivas uh, freestyle over it. Whoa. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll drop some stuff over that. <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it would be Doesn't something have to be this time. It could be next time. Yeah, yeah. it's oh. gonna be something along along the lines of like, I really, really like Ben. <laughs> really, really <laughs> like Ben Miner. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's my sick freestyle. <laughs> uh, 
So, dude, yeah, uh, how you doing? What's your what's your basketball take? Oh man, I don't think we need Kawhi. Okay, this is oh boy. Honestly, I'm. I mean, I don't know why I would doubt it, but this is is the hottest take. <laughs> you're not. You're number nine, and this is the hottest take so far by a long oh, shot. Yeah. So we don't need Kawhi. Let's just. I'm, well, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let you go for that's a second. Different. That's different from saying I don't want Kawhi. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think that we don't need him in the sense that the team around him is a lot better than anybody thought. Except right. for me, right? I kept saying they're a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've said from like a, a long time ago that I didn't understand why people kept framing the Raptors as tanking. As soon as we had oh, yeah. Siakam and OG, it's like, this team's too good to tank. We just played the Knicks the other night. OG's better than any of their players. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, ju- that's OG. I called MIP this summer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but, so um, are I you talking... That, Go ahead, sir. Uh, my buddy, Sean out in Vancouver, uh, Sean Devlin, he made a really good point. This really strong in with me in that I think that Kawhi had a real impact on OG and Pascal, both on the court and off, in that Kawhi lost his father at a young age, as with OG recently right. this season, and Pascal when he was in college. Yep. And I think there's probably some kind of bond that developed there. For sure. And Fred I think that helped develop those two guys. Yeah, I could, I could see like Kawhi having a super like positive effect on those guys, especially from. I mean, that's such a very specific, tragic thing to relate to someone, you know. And they're also OG, especially, is a very similar player to him. And I think now we see what OG's capable of. He's got his head a little bit more straight. He's processing things probably a little bit more now. And uh, I think that the impact Kawhi's had on this team has been phenomenal. And whether he remains on the team or not. I think these two guys are going to grow into the cornerstones, you know, the cornerstones that we think they are. And if Kawhi doesn't go uh, stay with the team, I think they're going to have real options. I mean, Marcus All either opts into his player deal and signs back to the team, or opts out to go chase a ring somewhere. And if he's going to opt out to go chase a ring somewhere, there's no reason why he couldn't opt out to sign for less money in Toronto. And then maybe Butler signs back with Philly. There's less room there for them to sign Tobias Harris. And the Raptors get Harris back and possibly sign and trade of the Clippers who would see Gallinari come to Toronto. So now we've got Gallinari, we got Harris, we've got Danny Green, we've got Lowry, we've got Ibaka, we've got OG, we've got Siakam. Pretty deep team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of... Like, I remember when, when, when we first signed Kawhi, it was all about will he stay. And I feel like that's fair as a first look, but also... There's a lot of different things you can do when you have a player of Kawhi's magnitude. Like even if he's like, I'm out of town, and you're like, okay, can we sign and trade you? Even when you can sign, mm-hmm. look, the the Clippers got so much after Chris Paul said, I want out. They still well, the they got you know Beverly, uh, Lou Williams, Montres Harrell. Sorry, go on. What about the nice Canadian kid Shea Gilgis Alexander? You know, yeah. he's worth fifty million bucks to Kawhi. So Kawhi wants to get that extra that extra fifty million bucks that the Raptors can offer him if they were to resign him on this contract. He'll do a sign and trade, and then maybe you know, old SAG comes to Toronto and he becomes the heir to Lowry because this kid can play. And it'd be nice to finally have a homegrown player. So there's another option. Listen, option A is Kawhi coming back. I think that's the best option, but I don't think this team needs him to be an elite team in the East. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Wait, so are you saying if Kawhi, like, are you saying we can be an elite team in the East regardless of whether Kawhi stays or goes? Yes. 
Yes, I, I I totally agree, and I think that Messiah has put us in a in a position to win a championship now, but also to compete for a very very long time. Like I think people are starting to come around on Siakam, and and realize that he's he's kind of just as good as Tatum or Ingram. He's a couple years older, but if you think about it from a contract perspective, that actually means it's going to be cheaper to keep him. Siakam and OG are better than Tatum and Brown. There, I said it. Oh, I love it. I love hearing it because I believe it, but I also feel like I hate the Celtics so much that I always got to temper my like my insane kind of like – well, I don't know that there's a GM hate. in basketball that would trade OG and Siakam for Tatum and Brown. Yeah, that would be a pretty strange trade in general, but I feel like Siakam at least – I think if you had Siakam, you at least got to like hang on to him for a year to see like how, how good he's going to get. Mm-hmm. Siakam will be the man on this team. Yeah, do you, do you see Siakam like kind of like surpassing Kawhi mm-hmm. at any point? I think he's going to be a different player than Kawhi. He's just, he's different all around. I mean, he's all about the footwork, spin move, his motor going up and down the floor. For the guy his size, he moves like the wind, man. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah. And uh, he's not quite the ISO guy that Kawhi is. He integrates his teammates a little bit better and uh, gives a little bit more help. So I don't know. I think that he's going to be a guy that develops into entirely his own player. If anything, I see him as like a hybrid kind of Giannis Pippen, not Pippen, Giannis uh, early Rodman, like bad boys Rodman, just in terms of that motor, that energy, that coachability, that willingness to do anything on the court. And uh, I just think he's lengthy and super athletic and capable of tons of things on the court, just like Giannis is. Okay, Ben, uh, I don't know if you could hear that, but our our ticking time bomb bomb went off. I heard something. Um, That was Matthew Good. Dude, uh, Thanks so much for coming on the pod and uh, and hitting us up with that Kawhi take and um, yeah we got we got to keep moving but we'll have you back on the pod soon. Aging Bobby Webster. Okie doke. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said okie doke. Uh, that's good. This is the tenth caller, <laughs> Matt. We've made it to the end here. The end here, yeah. Of our special uh, 100th episode of Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, let's get gritty here <laughs> with my sister-in-law. Give it up at home for I test Elisa. This is Elisa walking Hello. across the gardener, blindfolded, <laughs> Frogger style. Um, Strutton. It's called Strutton. <laughs> Elisa, uh, how you doing? The, uh, the timer is on. What's your hot take? Okay, my hot take, truly of my own opinion, because you know how I am? I test all uh-huh. the way. Yeah. I think Jeremy Lin... Plays better defense than offense. There, I said it. I said it. <laughs> Matt, Matt, can you please hang up the phone on Lisa and uh, just send her a message, let her know she's banned. Okay, I know, I know. It's a very uh, contradictory theory because he's not known for having the best defensive skills, and you know he's been known in his career as being a very yeah. flashy offensive. Is he known player. for playing any defense ever? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. You you tell me. I know. I mean, when he was traded to the Raps, they were clearly like, "Uh oh, defense is going to go down because he's bad and blah blah right. blah." But hey, the offense is going to balance it out. So what a score it was to get him. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Uh, didn't he, say that. He went off for twenty last night, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He went up for twenty in in garbage time minutes against the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, Let's be true. clear. Like it's his, true. everybody's <laughs> celebrating his twenty point game <laughs> against like C squad Knicks is not is not right good. in a lineup where he was playing with like Boyd and I don't know Boucher or Lloyd whatever his name is in Boucher. Anyways, okay. Here's here's the reasons why I feel like. Not only, not only is he a decent defender. Like I think that he, because of his size, if he's especially if he's defending a point guard, he has the general ability to at least stay with them and get his arms up and protect right. passing. And he seems to be at least rotating properly on the Raps defensive schemes. There's not too many like mistakes in terms of the defensive end for me, at least that I've seen. Uh, would you no, that's, disagree, Freddie? Like that's actually yeah, quite fair. Right, um, he's ha- he hasn't embarrassed himself on defense yet for the Raptors. I would argue. Yeah, and I would even say, you know, just just to add to your point, he he did really really well when we played um, when we played uh, Boston. Like he did a great job on oh Kyrie. Oh yeah, defending Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got the energy to keep up and rotate and all those kinds of things. So I'm I'm pleased as you could be with a with a. You know, somebody defending the one, the two less, but, you know, we'll get there. Um, But more importantly, the offensive skill that I see from Jeremy Lin has been mediocre at best. I I know he's new and Mm -hmm. learning the schemes, learning the place. He was thrown into that backup PG role because Freddie was out. It was a, it's a tough thing to manage, but it's kind of clear now that he takes too many shots. He's not looking to to pass the ball as much as I would hope. And he has quite a few misses in terms of the offensive setups. There's times when he's playing with Lowry when then when he clearly should be rolling in a certain direction and he's not. And I'm worried because he's been touted as this not just a good offensive player, but like a smart basketball player. And I just don't see that yet. I my eye test just isn't there yet. Yeah, I mean, I think the eye test isn't there, but also like the stats aren't there for Jeremy (laughs) Lin. He's like, he's shooting something like 10% from three as a Raptor. No, stop it. Not 10%. Or it's like, it was like 15%. It's bad. No. I think it's got, it must have gotten a a little bit better, but it's been pretty dreadful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, so as far as, as Jeremy Lin though, um, he was a guy we picked up after he got bought out. Mm -hmm. Um, Elisa, do you think he can, like, you know, make an impact on a game defensively? Like, is there any is there any path to him playing in the playoffs for a defensive purpose or because of McCaw? Like, absolutely not. Yeah, I much prefer McCaw. I, to be honest, I like Norm too defensively. So it's it's tough to find a situation where I would like choose to put in Lynn on like maybe a smaller two guard or a point guard, considering those other guys that we have, you know, I'm just trying to think about like the matchups that we might face. Like, yeah. Like how, how would he do against Corey Joe? 
You know what I mean? That's who he's going to be up going up against in, 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 yeah. a, in a playoff series. What about Fred? Pacers. Isn't Fred coming back? We don't even have to worry about yeah. Jeremy. Uh, I think that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Matt. Matt. It must be fatigued because he just took. <laughs> he, he just. He just slapped Elisa's hot take right in the head. <laughs> and you should see his arms are crossed too. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, doesn't Fred come back? Uh, yeah. Why are, are we even talking about this yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> no, he. That's right. Like. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. My hot take is not because I think Jeremy Lin is a good defender. I just think he's right now for the Raptors playing better defense than he is offense for us. And to your point, I don't know, like you say him versus Corey Joseph and I'm like, Oh no, that's not good either. Like, (laughs) yeah. But Corey Joseph playing great, actually. Maybe Um, my hot take is that I don't love Jeremy Lin on the Raptors. I mean, I, I think I'm he struggled he's for turn sure. Around and prove me wrong. Yeah, he's he's struggled so far. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, if we play Brooklyn first round, you know, who's in their backcourt with D'Angelo Russell? Is it? Uh, I think it's like Crab it? or who's the guy? Oh, yeah, who, Alan or, or, or Levert, who's a rookie. Or, oh yeah, um, yeah Joe maybe Harris. Levert, maybe. You know? So I don't know. Let's say let's say we're playing Philly in the playoffs, and mm. Ben Simmons is just going off. At what point do you call on defensive specialist Jeremy Lin to go in there and shut him down? <laughs> okay, you know what? I feel like I might need to rephrase my hot takes because <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in Jeremy Lin skills. Well, you know what? Elisa, ben I don't know Simmons. if you heard that, but Matt just played a bomb <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well done. Well done, guys. Um yeah, I mean, at the best of times, I think for if we were to be playing Philly and Ben Simmons, the best that we could hope for from Jeremy Lin is just what I said, is that he's going to be big enough with enough arm wingspan to at least stay in front of him and block and cut off some of the lanes for passing. He's not going to be able to stay in front of him, like driving to the basket, but oh, that's yeah. what Gasol and Ibaka are there for. And, you know, that's what I mean. Like he's going to be, he's going to do as much to like clog up the lane and try and get a, a few like pokes and steals. But, you know, ultimately I'd rather have somebody else on him. Well, Elisa, that's uh that, that's it for the pod. Yeah. And, oh my and, gosh! And guys, you're our last caller. Yeah, one hundred, right? One hundred. You did it. One hundred. One hundo. Wow, what a fantastic feat! And it's so <laughs> good all the time, and so interesting. So, Thanks. Well done. And like, I, I mean, me and Matt have like absolutely trashed our friendship. So like, <laughs> we hate each other now. But you I mean, I think the pod's great, right? <laughs> I know you. You guys fight a lot. It's awkward for the rest of us, but yeah. it's good. The pod totally. is still good, so it's good. Yeah. Well, I'm like street trained and everything, so. Um, <laughs> Elisa, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. All right, peace out. <laughs> All right, and All right. we're back. Wow, what a pot. That was um, 100 episodes. That was 100 just episodes. Just like that. Um, we'll be back with uh, 101 uh, yeah. next Tuesday. Um, and we'll be airing- That's where we'll really teach you something about basketball, you know? <laughs> wow. Comparacy of Dunks 101. Oh, I see. You see I what I'm doing I, there? I saw the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um, wow, life really is rough, eh? Uh, but seriously, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, yeah. everyone. Thanks to all our guests that have been on the show over the last four and a half years. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, you know, special thanks again to Kevin, who is the co-founder and former co-host. And uh, yeah, just all the listeners, too. You know, it's been uh, it's been really enjoyable to to uh, talk and, you know, hear from a lot of the fans and stuff. So 
Uh, here's to a, you know, as I said, uh, another hundred. Okay, here's to another hundred. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Bye.